are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. And coming up on today's show, we're going to do a mailbag uh, with the Giants being off yesterday. No game to talk about, but they begin this four-game series at Pittsburgh today. So we'll be back with a podcast tomorrow breaking down game one of this series. It's Anthony DiSquafani on the mound for the Giants. But just jumping right in, the first question comes from Let Grogu Pitch who says, Zaidi said prospects will be coming up in the next few weeks if they keep playing well. Who are those guys and who gets removed from the 26-man roster to make room for them? And then in a related question, Candlestick Will says, when will Elliot Ramos be playing every day at Oracle? So I just thought this was kind of an important question because I think a lot of people kind of took it the way that you did. My understanding of what Zaidi was talking about was that the prospects would be promoted, which doesn't necessarily mean promoted to the major league level. So basically what he said was that, you know, if the prospects keep playing well, they're going to get promotions. And that sounds like promotions to the major leagues. And it could be depending on who it is. Like if they're talking about a guy in AAA, there's nowhere to be promoted except to the majors. But Zaidi did name a few specific players when he said that and and he was talking about or at least he specifically mentioned Elliot Ramos who's in double a and he talked about Logan Wyatt and Will Wilson Logan Wyatt was the Giants second round pick in 2019 and he's in high a Eugene so yeah I mean looking at his numbers he's hitting 348 with a 516 on base percentage just a 348 slugging so actually, that's a zero isolated power. The average and the slugging are the same, which means he's only had singles. But the walk rate is a ridiculous 26%, and he's not striking out. He's under 10%. So anyway, he could be in line to be promoted to probably double A. And then looking at Will Wilson, this is a guy the Giants acquired at the 2019 winter meetings when they also acquired Zach Cozart from the Angels. Basically, the Giants took a $13 million contract that the Angels didn't want off their hands, and they gave the Giants Will Wilson, who was the Angels' first-round draft pick from that previous summer, going 15th overall. So that, to me, was a total heist by the Giants, and they really are high on Will Wilson, who's also in high A Eugene. So Wilson, in 31 plate appearances, has hit 385 with a 484 on base and 692 slugging. 
So that's a 308 isolated power. He's walking as often as he's striking out, and the walk rate is good and the strikeout rate is good. 16.1% walk rate, 16.1% strikeout rate. So those are indeed phenomenal numbers. And if he's going to be promoted, I would guess the same thing, that he would jump one level up to double A. So then Elliot Ramos saving the big one for last. Ramos, of course, was the Giants' first round pick, 19th overall pick in 2017. And he's in double A and in 30 plate appearances, seven games, he's hitting 400, 500 on base, 800 slugging. Wow, that's pretty uncommon to see all four, all three numbers, you know, with zero, zero at the end of them, 400, 500, 800. Walk rate is 17%, strikeout rate 23%. So both of those numbers are solid. Uh, the last time Ramos was in double A was in 2019. And of course, no minor league season in 2020. So he finished the year in double A and his strikeout rate there was 31.1%. So it's good to see Ramos at, you know, bringing that down almost 10 points at 23%. And then the walk rate jumping up is significant also. So indeed, all of those three are playing well, and that's why Zaidi mentioned them by name. So for Ramos, I assume the promotion would be to AAA. Joey Bart is currently in AAA. So to have the two of them there, they would be on, you know, knocking down the door, knocking on the door of the major leagues. So he left it a little bit vague, right? He didn't say promoted specifically to where. Like you could possibly see a Ramos promotion to the major leagues. I don't know. But just finally to answer your question, Will, when will we see Ramos playing every day at Oracle Park? I really don't know the answer to that. I definitely think at some point in 2021, he's going to make his major league debut. I just don't know when that will be. I think it's going to be merit-based. Like if when they say promotion, they mean to AAA, if he goes to AAA and just absolutely is destroying the competition, and it's not just about the results, it's also about the process. Like They're going to want to see that strikeout rate stay low. They're going to want to see him not chasing pitches. So they're looking at a little bit more than just like, you know, certainly average home runs RBIs. That's not what they're looking at at all. So we'll see. I'm, I'm going to say, like to try to actually answer your question, like, really, I have no idea, and I'm just guessing. I, I want to say he gets that opportunity this year, and conservatively, I'm going to say that he's not, like, starting every day until the beginning of next year. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're doing well at the major league level right now, but the one area where they could possibly afford to upgrade is, like, maybe just in a platoon role in center field as the righty uh, who platoons with whoever, you know, Talkman or Yastrzemski, whoever's playing center when everybody's healthy. So it's hard to exactly fit him in and say who's going to not play if Ramos is playing every day. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just guessing. So there's probably better people you could ask about this, honestly. Anyway, coming up next, a lot more questions. We're going to talk about the Giants team batting average being poor and if that's a concern and so much more. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Like I said, Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me 
other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Giants once a week. Yes, you'll have a chance to chat with me and you might even be featured on the Locked On Giants podcast through our locker room conversations. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Ben Kaspik to be notified when my room goes live. I'm planning to be live this week around game time, either today, tomorrow, or on Saturday. So just be on the lookout. If you follow me on Locker Room, you'll get notified when I go live, and I'll also put it out on Twitter. I can't wait to hear all of your thoughts, so I'll see you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use on more important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Random example, a fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 Honda Odyssey costs $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store, and just $216.79 at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is for everybody and doesn't require membership or even account logins. Best of all, they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, as promised, we're going to just get to more questions and answers. There are so many today, so we're going to do our best to kind of get through some of them now. Suburban Dread asks, can the Giants make the postseason with a team batting average that is 22nd in the league? So I kind of went into this in great detail on Twitter. Basically, the point I made is that if you remove pitchers, it doesn't look that bad. So it's just not fair to compare National League teams to American League teams when the National League teams, instead of a DH, literally have like the worst hitters in the history of the game, pitchers, right? Pitchers are hitting a combined under 100. So that's going to skew those numbers. So that's the only reason I do that. But anyway, the Giants simply moved to 18th, which is not some dramatic change there. But the other point I made is that they're like literally within two points of the league average. League average, non-pitcher batting average is like 236 or 234, and the Giants are like 232. It's two points off the league average. But then my next point was that batting average is not highly correlated with runs. There are so many better metrics like weighted runs created plus, weighted on base average, just ton OPS even, so much better than average. So the Giants have been good offensively despite you know the batting average. I just... I'm not saying that improving their batting average wouldn't improve their overall offense. Of course, if you get better in that category, it can only help you. So I'm not saying they shouldn't concern themselves at all. But the main, like, if you think about it, those other numbers I'm talking about are also going to get better if you improve the batting average. So you raise your average by 10 points, it's going to raise that OPS by 10 points. And it's going to positively impact your weighted runs created plus, etc. 
and those numbers just happen to also include more. So it's just a more robust stat. And the Giants are in the top 10 in a lot of these categories, like weighted runs created plus, OPS, weighted on base average. Like OPS is really simple, on base plus slugging. So anyway, the short answer is yes. And I, I kind of went almost overboard perhaps looking into this. And something I found was that last year, which, by the way, they were very kind to just take the pitchers out for us last year because pitchers didn't hit. So last year it becomes a fair apples-to-apples comparison because nobody had pitchers in the lineup. So anyway, we can compare the Giants to other teams in the league from last season. And last year, seven of the top 10 teams in batting average did not make the playoffs. And seven of the bottom 10 teams in batting average did. So that right there, you know, we're not even thinking about pitchers, obviously, you know, not pitchers hitting, but pitchers pitching and defense. So it's not a perfect example, but it just goes to show you that you don't need a great batting average to make the playoffs. So the question was, can the Giants make the playoffs with a 22nd batting average? And of course, the answer is yes. Last year, the number 30 team made the playoffs in terms of batting average. So I could go on and on about this topic all day, but I think it's probably best to just move on. Sonny Oliver says, My concern is that four of our five starting pitchers are free agents after this year. Do we have any in the minors that look ready for the majors next year? So that's going to be an interesting one to follow. Like, do any Giants pitching prospects get promoted this year and seize a role for 2022? They're going to want to find that out because of what you're saying. Four of their five starters are free agents at the end of the year. But I also want to point out, they don't seem to be afraid to build a rotation this way. I think they're confident in their ability to target undervalued guys in free agency every year if they have to. That's how they got Gosman. It's how they got DiScofani. It's how they got Alex Wood. It's how they got Aaron Sanchez. So they probably are confident in their ability to continue to do that. That being said, I would not be surprised. And in fact, I would be surprised if the Giants didn't extend at least one of those four guys. I mean, DiScofani, Wood, and Gosman all to me seem like great candidates to be brought back, but all are earning bigger contracts. And that's exactly why they want to sign here. So that, that kind of is another factor, which is that the more guys have success, the more pitchers are going to want to sign here coming off down years like Wood, Sanchez, DiScofani, and Gosman all were. So you come to San Francisco and you can just completely turn around your perceived value in the market and make a ton more money. That is the reputation you want. I know I'm not specifically answering your question, but I just think I'm not as concerned about that because I believe, A, like I said, Pitchers coming off down years are going to want to play here. Pitchers with upside coming off down years. And B, those guys seem to like it here. Gosman, Wood, DiScofani, Sanchez. So, you know, I would frankly be surprised if at least one and possibly even two of those guys isn't back next year. But in terms of pitchers who could kind of stick around for 2022, of course there's Webb. BD is coming back also. And then there's, you know, Sean Jelly, Tristan Beck, 
potentially Seth Corey. There are guys in this system who could possibly come up this year and look like pieces in the rotation who are ready to step in in 2022 and beyond. But I don't think they're just going to, like they want to be competitive. So I don't think they're just going to let all these veterans walk and then fill out their 2022 rotation with a bunch of unknown young players. They're going to give guys opportunity, but they're also probably going to be really interested in bringing back some of the guys they already have and or doing the same thing they've been doing, bringing in these upside arms coming off down years. All right, coming up next, more questions and answers. But first, have you guys heard about Sports Trade? It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's amazing. Sports Trade takes fantasy to the next level. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares of your favorite players just like real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform, so check it out today. Making money with Sports Trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game is compared to the projected fantasy points in the game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. And two, good old supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick a penny stock in a rookie with huge upside or grab that blue chip veteran who's always a solid performer. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You will be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, as promised, we're going to continue running through these questions. There are just way too many that I can get to. I will save them for a later date, and at some point we'll get to them. Dan says, hey, Ben, I finally got on StatCast and noticed some cool stuff that I'd like to hear your take on. The Giants pitchers have caused opposing batters to hit an average lowest launch angle in the majors. Is that their secret sauce? Pitch for for ground balls. Your thoughts? So yeah, it's definitely something that I've noticed as well. Simply by looking at ground ball percentage, the Giants are are leading the major leagues. They get ground balls on 50.2% of the balls that are in play against them. The next closest team is at 47.5%. And if you look at the top five teams, it's the Giants, Cleveland, the Dodgers, Mets, and Padres. And those are all quality teams and teams that are overall generally pitching well. Like if you look at the 
earned run averages of those five teams, it's 3.34, 3.38, 3.33, 2.89, and 2.82. And the league average ERA is 4.02. So all of those significantly better than average. Although, just for the sake of giving the full data, the Angels are the next team in terms of ground ball rate, and they have the worst ERA in the major leagues. So I guess it's not all sunshine and roses for getting ground balls. But, you know, it's weird because I, it's some of the Giants pitchers are not ground ball pitchers. Like, Kevin Gosman is not a ground ball pitcher. Caleb Berger is an extreme fly ball pitcher. Jake McGee is a fly ball pitcher. But, you know, something interesting is that Di Squafani specifically seems like he's using that two-seamer a lot more than he has in the past, and it's been very effective. He's constantly, on left-handed hitters, like throwing it at their hip and letting it come back over the strike zone. And it's just been a super effective pitch for him. And Alex Wood, likewise, has a much higher ground ball rate than he normally does. So I don't know how much of that is like going to regress, but... You know, Alex Wood's career ground ball rate is 49%. This year, it's 64%. Anthony DiSclafani's career ground ball rate is 43%. This year, it's 56%. So it does seem to be something that is, I mean, it's certainly happening, but I just, I'm not sure how much of it is by design because some guys are suddenly doing it. So it's, I don't know if they targeted these players and then the, and then this just happened or if they targeted these players because they knew they could change their pitches and then and then get a lot of ground balls. But regardless, there's no doubt that it's leading to good outcomes because the Giants also are among the best in the game at pre- preventing home runs. They allow 1.00 home runs per nine. The league average is around 1.2. Giants starting pitchers are allowing just 0.79 home runs per nine, which is the third best in the game. And their ground ball rate by starting pitchers is number one also. Their ground ball rate for relief pitchers is right in the middle at 45.2%. That's 13th in the game. So I don't know. I don't know if it's totally by design, but there's no doubt that it's helping and that some of the guys it's by design. Like looking at Tyler Rogers as a reliever, he gets almost more ground balls than anybody. Just watch Tyler Rogers and watch how many balls hit and play against him go on the ground. It's just a ridiculous number. He His ground ball rate this year is 68%. When we set the minimum to 20 innings pitched, Tyler Rogers is number one in the game with that 68% ground ball rate. And guess who's number two? It's Alex Wood at 64%. And Logan Webb is also in the top 10 at 58%. DiScofani is 14th. Sanchez, Aaron Sanchez is 16th. So they've got, what, five guys in the top 16 in the major leagues in this category. So that's crazy. I'll probably put that on Twitter now. So thank you for the question. And there's so many more we couldn't get to, but that is all the time we have for today. We do daily podcasts Monday through Friday, so we'll be back tomorrow talking about tonight's game in Pittsburgh. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much, so thank you in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow, so until then, we'll see you next time.